0: have felt the liberating, redeeming power of this book of books, and their changed lives have changed the world and the course of history. The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar is your opportunity to hear this unique book, the entire Bible, every year. Now, here's the host of The Bible Live, Soapy Dollar. And a very good evening to you, everyone. Do you ever get discouraged? (laughs) What kind of a crazy question is that, right? These are such difficult times that we're living in here in the 21st century of the United States of America. As a society, we seem to be undergoing a tremendous stress right now. It's a time of redefining, deciding who we have been, who we are, who we're going to continue to be as a nation. Whether you believe it or not, the truth is, historical, actual facts about this great land is that we began as a Christian nation. Not that every person who ever came here was a Christian, but the principles of Scripture, God's love, fallen sinful man, basic biblical doctrines and teachings, they are what shaped our nation. This book that we read each and every night shaped our Constitution and our nation for a couple of centuries. And then we began to walk away from that legacy of faith. And wow, where we are today, it is astounding. But don't be discouraged. I went to our little church gathering. We had supper and fellowship and prayer It just really did wonders. I hope you have a congregation of people that you really can trust and know that are wise and godly and committed. Not that we have all the answers at all, but that we can at least get on our knees together and pray for our nation and then stay in the saddle. Keep praying, keep working, serving our God and serving our fellow men. We must be salt and light. The real church, those who truly know Christ, that is the answer to these times. Not everyone who calls himself a Christian As you know, not every building that has a steeple on it is Christian in any real sense. There are lots of false teachers, lots of false churches. So you have to be careful and you have to sincerely seek after the Lord. We are the key. That's what the scriptures say. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Well, my little diatribe over with. We're going to finish the book of Ezekiel tonight. Right now, our Wisdom and Worship segment from Psalm 124, another one of the Songs of Ascent or the Pilgrim Psalms on the Bible Life. Psalm 124. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel now say, If the Lord had not been on our side when people rose up against us, they would have swallowed us alive because of their burning anger against us. The waters would have engulfed us. A torrent would have overwhelmed us. Yes, the raging waters of their fury would have overwhelmed our very lives. Blessed be the Lord who did not let their teeth tear us apart. We escaped like a bird from a hunter's trap. The trap is broken and we are free. Our help is from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. End of reading, Psalm 124. You sent me a thought, gave me a new heart. Filled with compassion to share your love. Show me a way, I want to know you. Guide me in truth. is the Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. What is your understanding of worship or holiness or a godly person? We think of some straight-laced, sober, and sad individual with dotty dress and very little personality at all. We have such a wrong idea, and probably we Christians have been the ones to give this wrong idea. We can be joyful and creative and exciting and full of vigor and zim, but also we can honor God at the core of our being every day and every moment of our life. That's the key, and that's what we read from the book of Ezekiel tonight. Ezekiel 45:1 through 48:35. Ezekiel 45. When you divide the land among the tribes of Israel, you must set aside a section of it for the Lord as His holy portion. This piece of land will be eight and one third miles long and six and two thirds miles wide. The entire area will be holy ground. A section of this land measuring 875 feet by 875 feet will be set aside for the temple. An additional strip of land, 87 and feet wide, is to be left empty all around it. Within the larger sacred area, measure out a portion of land eight and one-third miles long and three and a third miles wide. Within it, the sanctuary of the most holy place will be located. This area will be a holy land set aside for the priests who ministered to the Lord in the sanctuary. They will use it for their homes, and my temple will be located within it. The strip of sacred land next to it also eight and a third miles long and three and a third miles wide, will be a living area for the Levites who work at the temple. It will be their possession and a place for their towns. Adjacent to the larger sacred area will be a section of land eight and a third miles long and one and two thirds miles wide. This will be set aside to be a city where anyone in Israel can come and live. Two special sections of land will be set apart for the prince. One section will share a border with the east side of the sacred lands and city, and the second section will share a border on the west side. Then the far eastern and western borders of the prince's lands will line up with the eastern and western boundaries of the tribal areas. These sections of land will be the prince's allotment. My princes will no longer oppress and rob my people. They will assign the rest of the land to the people, giving an allotment to each tribe. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. Enough, you princes of Israel. Stop all your violence and oppression and do what is just and right. Quit robbing and cheating my people out of their land. Stop expelling them from their homes. You must use only honest weights and scales, honest dry volume measures, and honest liquid volume measures. The homer will be your standard unit for measuring volume. The ephah and the bath will each measure one-tenth of a homer. The standard unit for weight will be the silver shekel. One shekel consists of twenty geras, and sixty shekels are equal to one mina. This is the tax you must give to the prince. One bushel of wheat or barley for every sixty you harvest, one percent of your olive oil, and one sheep for every two hundred in your flocks in Israel. These will be the grain offerings, burnt offerings, and peace offerings that will make atonement for the people who bring them, says the Sovereign Lord. All the people of Israel must join the prince in bringing their offerings. The prince will be required to provide offerings that are given at the religious festivals, the new moon celebrations, the Sabbath days, and all other similar occasions. He will provide the sin offerings, burnt offerings, grain offerings, drink offerings, and peace offerings to make reconciliation for the people of Israel. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, In early spring, on the first day of each new year, sacrifice a young bull with no physical defects to purify the temple. The priest will take some of the blood of this sin offering and put it on the doorpost of the temple, the four corners of the upper ledge on the altar, and the gatepost at the entrance to the inner courtyard. Do this also on the seventh day of the new year for anyone who has sinned through error or ignorance. In that way, you will make atonement for the temple. On the fourteenth day of the new year, you must celebrate the Passover. This festival will last for seven days. Only bread without yeast may be eaten during that time. On the day of Passover, the prince will provide a young bull as a sin offering for himself and the people of Israel. On each of the seven days of the feast, he will prepare a burnt offering to the Lord. This daily offering will consist of seven young bulls and seven rams without any defects. A male goat will also be given each day for a sin offering. The prince will provide a half bushel of flour as a grain offering and a gallon of olive oil with each young bull and ram. During the seven days of the Festival of Shelters, which occurs every year in early autumn, the Prince will provide these same sacrifices for the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the grain offering, along with the required olive oil. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Ezekiel 46 This is what the Sovereign Lord says. The East Gateway of the Inner Wall will be closed during the six work days each week, but it will be open on Sabbath days and the days of New Moon Celebrations. The prince will enter the foyer of the gateway from the outside. Then he will stand by the gatepost while the priest offers his burnt offering and peace offering. He will worship inside the gateway passage and then go back out the way he came. The gateway will not be closed until evening. The common people will worship the Lord in front of this gateway on Sabbath days and the days of new moon celebrations. Each Sabbath day, the prince will present to the Lord a burnt offering of six lambs and one ram, all with no physical defects. He will present a grain offering of a half bushel of flour to go with the ram, and whatever amount of flour he chooses to go with each lamb. He is to offer one gallon of olive oil for each half bushel of flour. At the new moon celebrations, he will bring one bull, six lambs, and one ram, all with no physical defects. With the young bull, he must bring a half bushel of flour for a grain offering. With the ram, he must bring another half bushel of flour. And with each lamb, he is to bring whatever amount of flour that he decides to give. With each half bushel of flour, he must offer one gallon of olive oil. The prince must enter the gateway through the foyer, and he must leave the same way he came. But when the people come in through the north gateway to worship the Lord during the religious festivals, they must leave by the south gateway. And those who entered through the south gateway must leave by the north gateway. They must never leave by the same gateway they came in. They must always use the opposite gateway. The prince will enter and leave with the people on these occasions. So at the special feasts and sacred festivals, the grain offering will be a half bushel of flour with each young bull, another half bushel of flour with each ram, and as much flour as the prince chooses to give with each lamb. One gallon of oil is to be given with each half bushel of flour. Whenever the prince offers a voluntary burnt offering or peace offering to the Lord, the east gateway to the inner courtyard will be opened for him to enter, and he will offer his sacrifices just as he does on Sabbath days. Then he will turn and leave the way he entered, and the gateway will be shut behind him. Each morning a year-old lamb with no physical defects must be sacrificed as a burnt offering to the Lord. With the lamb, a grain offering must also be given to the Lord. About two and a half quarts of flour with a third of a gallon of olive oil to moisten the flour. This will be a permanent law for you. The lamb, the grain offering, and the olive oil must be given as a daily sacrifice every morning without fail. This is what the sovereign Lord says. If the prince gives a gift of land to one of his sons, it will belong to him and his descendants forever. But if he gives a gift of land to one of his servants, the servant may keep it only until the year of Jubilee, which comes every fiftieth year. At that time the servant will be set free, and the land will return to the prince. Only the gifts given to the prince's sons will be permanent, and the prince may never take anyone's property by force. If he gives property to his sons, it must be from his own land, for I do not want any of my people unjustly evicted from their property." Then the man brought me through the entrance beside the gateway and led me to the sacred rooms assigned to the priests, which faced toward the north. He showed me a place at the extreme west end of these rooms. He explained, This is where the priests will cook the meat from the guilt offerings and sin offerings and bake the flour from the grain offerings into bread. They will do it here to avoid carrying the sacrifices through the outer courtyard and harming the people by transmitting holiness to them. Then he brought me back to the outer courtyard and led me to each of its four corners. In each corner I saw an enclosure. Each of these enclosures was 70 feet long and 52 and a half feet wide, surrounded by walls. Along the inside of these walls was a ledge of stone with fireplaces under the ledge all the way around. The man said to me, These are the kitchens to be used by the temple assistants to boil the sacrifices offered by the people. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Ezekiel 47 Then the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There I saw a stream flowing eastward from beneath the temple threshold. This stream then passed to the right of the altar on its south side. The man brought me outside the wall through the north gateway and led me around to the eastern entrance. There I could see the stream flowing out through the south side of the east gateway. Measuring as he went, he led me along the stream for 1,750 feet and told me to go across. At that point, the water was up to my ankles. He measured off another 1,750 feet and told me to go across again. This time, the water was up to my knees. After another 1,750 feet, it was up to my waist. Then he measured another 1,750 feet, and the river was too deep to cross without swimming. He told me to keep in mind what I had seen. Then he led me back along the riverbank. Suddenly, to my surprise, many trees were now growing on both sides of the river. Then he said to me, this river flows east through the desert into the Jordan Valley, where it enters the Dead Sea. The waters of this stream will heal the salty waters of the Dead Sea and make them fresh and pure. Everything that touches the water of this river will live. Fish will abound in the Dead Sea, for its waters will be healed. Wherever this water flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shores of the Dead Sea, fishing all the way from En Gedi to En The shores will be covered with nets drying in the sun. Fish of every kind will fill the Dead Sea, just as they fill the Mediterranean. But the marshes and swamps will not be purified. They will be sources of salt. All kinds of fruit trees will grow along both sides of the river. The leaves of these trees will never turn brown and fall, and there will always be fruit on their branches. There will be a new crop every month without fail, for they are watered by the river flowing from the temple. The fruit will be for food, and the leaves for healing. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Follow these instructions for dividing the land for the twelve tribes of Israel. The tribe of Joseph will be given two shares of land. Otherwise, each tribe will receive an equal share. I swore that I would give this land to your ancestors, and it will now come to you as your inheritance. The northern border will run from the Mediterranean toward Heflon, then on through Hamath to Zadad then it will run to Baratha and Sibraim, which are on the border between damascus and hamath and finally to hazer hatikon on the border of hauran so the northern border will run from the mediterranean to Hazar enan on the border between hamath to the north and damascus to the south The eastern border starts at a point between Haran and Damascus and runs southward along the Jordan River between Israel and Gilead, past the Dead Sea and as far south as Tamar. This will be the eastern border. The southern border will go west from Tamar to the waters of Meribah at Kadesh and then follow the course of the brook of Egypt to the Mediterranean. This will be the southern border. On the west side, the Mediterranean itself will be your border, from the southern border to the point where the northern border begins, opposite Lebo Hamath. Divide the land within these boundaries among the tribes of Israel. Distribute the land as an inheritance for yourselves and for the foreigners who have joined you and are raising their families among you. They will be just like native-born Israelites to you, and they will receive an inheritance among the tribes." All these immigrants are to be given land within the territory of the tribe with whom they now live. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. You're listening to The Bible Live with Suppy Dollar. Ezekiel 48 Here is the list of the tribes of Israel and the territory each is to receive. The territory of Dan is in the extreme north. Its boundary line follows the Hethlon Road to Lebo Hamath and then runs on to Hazar Anon on the border of Damascus with Hamath to the north. Dan's territory extends all the way across the land of Israel from east to west. Asher's territory lies south of Dan's and also extends from east to west. Naphtali's land lies south of Asher's, also extending from east to west. Then comes Manasseh south of Naphtali and its territory also extends from east to west. South of Manasseh is Ephraim, and then Reuben, and then Judah, all of whose boundaries extend from east to west. South of Judah is the land set aside for a special purpose. It will be eight and a third miles wide and will extend as far east and west as the tribal territories with the temple at the center. The area set aside for the Lord's temple will be eight and one third miles long and six and two third miles wide. For the priest, there will be a strip of land measuring eight and a third miles long by three and a third miles wide with the Lord's temple at the center. This area is set aside for the ordained priest. The descendants of Zadok, who obeyed me and did not go astray when the people of Israel and the rest of the Levites did. It will be their special portion when the land is distributed, the most sacred land of all. Next to the priest territory will lie the land where the other Levites will live. The land allotted to the Levites will be the same size and shape as that belonging to the priests, eight and a third miles long and three and a third miles wide. Together, these portions of land will measure eight and a third miles long by six and two-third miles wide. None of this special land will ever be sold or traded or used by others, for it belongs to the Lord. It is set apart as holy. An additional strip of land eight and a third miles long by one and two-third miles wide south of the sacred temple area will be allotted for public use. Homes, pasture lands, and common lands with a city at the center. The city will measure one and a half miles on each side. Open lands will surround the city for 150 yards in every direction. Outside the city, there will be a farming area that stretches three and a third miles to the east and three and a third miles to the west, along the border of the sacred area. This farmland will produce food for the people working in the city. Those who come from the various tribes to work in the city may farm it. This entire area, including the sacred lands and the city, is a square that measures eight and one-third miles on each side. The areas that remain, to the east and to the west of the sacred lands and the city, will belong to the prince. Each of these areas will be eight and one-third miles wide, extending in opposite directions to the eastern and western borders of Israel. So the prince's land will include everything between the territories allotted to Judah and Benjamin, except for the areas set aside for the sacred lands and the city. These are the territories allotted to the rest of the tribes. Benjamin's territory lies just south of the prince's lands, and it extends across the entire land of Israel from east to west. South of Benjamin's territory lies that of Simeon, also extending across the land from east to west. Next is the territory of Issachar with the same eastern and western boundaries. Then comes the territory of Zebulun, which also extends across the land from east to west. The territory of Gad is just south of Zebulun, with the same borders to the east and west. The southern border of Gad runs from Tamar to the waters of Meribah at Kadesh, and then follows the brook of Egypt to the Mediterranean. These are the allotments that will be set aside for each tribe's inheritance, says the Sovereign Lord. These will be the exits to the city. On the north wall, which is one and one-half miles long, there will be three gates, each one named after a tribe of Israel. The first will be named for Reuben, the second for Judah, and the third for Levi. On the east wall, also one and a half miles long, the gates will be named for Joseph, Benjamin, and Dan. The south wall, also one and a half miles long, will have gates named for Simeon, Issachar, and Zebulun. And on the west wall, also one and a half miles long, the gates will be named for Gad, Asher, and Naphtali. The distance around the entire city will be 6 miles, and from that day, the name of the city will be, The Lord is There. End of reading, Ezekiel 45, 1 through 48:35. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. This is the Bible Live. Thou shalt not go away. With love and strength for each new day. This great book of Ezekiel, we finished it up tonight, ending with this description of a new division of the land of Israel. Thirteen districts, all of them parallel portions, uh, one for each of the tribes of Israel, plus a sacred district that is mentioned first there in the center. These districts would stretch from the Jordan River or the Dead Sea to the Mediterranean. There is a place in God's kingdom for all who believe in and obey the one true God. Ezekiel is daring to dream. He is looking forward to the time when God's people would dwell together. There would be order. There would be justice. There would be righteousness. Now remember, he is preaching to the people of Israel as they are in exile. Their nation has been destroyed. They got so wicked, so evil, so perverse that God had to allow them to be destroyed, taken out of the land into exile, in order to preserve the remnant of those who trusted and believed him. He could begin again with them. That happens so often in nations. Great idea, a great movement that is pure, that is righteous, as we have experienced in this great nation of America. But there may come a time when we are so perverse, so wicked, so rebellious against the true and living God, that our nation, too, may need to be purged and restored. God can do that. As I read through these prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and as we have read the description of the times of Israel in the Old Testament and we see God working with his people there, what principles come out of the Scriptures? If the Bible was being written about God's dealings and work with God's people in America, we are doing ungodly things in our society what is going to happen? Will God's people repent? Will the people of God across San Antonio, those who truly know the Lord and walk with Him, in in whom God's Spirit dwells, will we carry the day? Will we drop to our knees? Will we turn from our wickedness and sin? Will we seek God's face? And will we see His restoring in our culture? Or could it be that we are so removed from God and his purposes as a nation, over 300 million of us, that this nation, too, must be disciplined, must be set aside? just got off the phone with one of our listeners calling in, talking about what is the message of Ezekiel? What was God trying to tell the people of Israel at that time is here they are in, in exile. They're down at the bottom of the barrel. They're so discouraged. They're so confused. And God comes with this message of clarity that I am in control, I am going to bring about your restoration, and I am going to bring my people together, and I will reign among you and be with you. Uh, Hope, a new vision, and that may be the essence of true worship. Does it genuinely allow you to take your eyes off of the chaos and the confusion of this world? Does it genuinely allow you to lift your eyes to the Lord? I'm not talking about entertainment, just make you feel good. But lift your eyes to the true and living God and capture a new vision. The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Sophie reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your prayers and financial support are needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to the Bible Live Post Office Box, eighteen eight eighty-eight. That's the Bible Live P.O. Box. 18888 San Antonio, Texas 78218 You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website thebiblelive.com Now don't forget, join us each weekday for the Bible Live with Soapy Dollars. Start today and in one year's time we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word.